Hello, everyone. Happy New Year. Happy almost new moon in Aquarius, or perhaps if you're listening to this a little bit later, happy new moon in Aquarius. The first moon of the new year, 2023, is a beautiful one, and I can't wait to share more with you about that and drop into a juicy, yummy prayer trip. If you don't know me, I'm Julie Elizabeth Day. You can find out all about me on my website, julieelizabethday.com. Wait a second. Oh my gosh, that's an old website. It's actually thejulieday.com. I don't even have the excuse that Mercury is retrograde anymore because it's not. It's direct. But sometimes the brain farts, right? All right, my friends, I know that I've been off the grid for a couple of months, and I'm not going to go too deep into an explanation because it gets boring, but what I want to say to all of you is, you know, permission to be who you are and where you are and to not judge yourself. And if life is asking you to take some solitude um, or if life, life is asking you to bust through and be loud and proud, you know, you get to listen and to trust And it's okay if it seems messy or sloppy or inconsistent or brash to the outer world. Like, if you're following your inner voice, let the outer world have its say and just be at peace knowing that you're listening to something deeper and truer. I did miss you all. And I actually heard from a few of y'all. I got some texts asking me if I was okay. (laughs) Yes, yes, I was okay in the grand sense of things, and so happy to be here with you all today. Okay, let's talk all things new moon and Aquarius. Actually, you know, I'd love to give you kind of a broad overview of the year, just so you know where you are in the astro cycle. And just FYI, if you're wanting a personal reading for the year ahead, you can just go to my website Uh, go to, I think it's one-on-one in the menu tab or something like that. You'll find it. Y'all are all savvy. You'll find it. And uh, book an astrology reading, and we will dive into all things 2023 for you personally. Okay, so just to go back a few years to 2020, a little year called 2020, you might remember it. Um, For the last several years, we have had very intense aspects that ebb and flow throughout the year. Uh, 2020 was that Saturn-Pluto conjunction, which created what we all experienced in 2020. Um, 2021 was when we started to have a harsh aspect to Uranus, uh, Saturn squaring Uranus. So it wasn't as harsh as the Pluto-Saturn conjunction. It was more about revolutionary energy breaking free. Um, However, it was a harsh aspect that ebbed and flowed all year long. And this was really for two years that that ebbed and flowed. So that leads us to 2023, where... We do not have a harsh aspect that we're under for the entire year. We have some breathing room. We have a lot of wind in the sails, starting 
pretty much now with this new moon and a few hours after the new moon, um, Uranus is going to go direct. That's the last planet that's in retrograde. By the way, I see all these astrologers out there on social media saying all planets are direct now when Mercury went direct. That is not true. (laughs) Uranus is still retrograde. Uh, Just a few hours after the new moon, it goes direct. And then we have all planets direct for three entire months until April the 21st. My friends, this is just a serious tank full of gas for all of us. I mean, we're under no harsh aspects. I mean, there will be harsh aspects that, you know, pop up here and there, but we're under no year-long harsh aspect. And then we have three months of all the planets direct. (laughs) Go Gadget, go. Go get your stuff done. Go express yourself. Go be out loud, out proud, you know, whatever your banner says or wants to say, go be it. Go do that. The planets are saying a great big yes and a great big green light. And it gets kicked off with this new moon in Aquarius. So how beautiful is that? Now, the signature of this year is actually, instead of a harsh aspect, it's a changing of the guard with some major heavy hitters in the in the planetary sphere. So we're having Saturn move from Aquarius to Pisces. So that's moving from the revolutionary energy, um, the taskmaster of Saturn asking us all to find where we truly belong, find our communities, find our original unique truth and expression. Uh, and then it's moving into Pisces, which is more uh, asking us to commit to our spiritual side, commit to consciousness, commit to compassion, commit to facing our addictions, our delusionary ways, and coming into greater consciousness and compassion. The other changing of the guard is Pluto. Pluto has been in Capricorn for a while. Pluto is a generational sign, so it takes 18 to 20 years in a particular sign. So it's really an era. And you know the song, this is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. Like this is it, y'all. Pluto is moving into Aquarius. Now it's just going to dip its little pinky toe into Aquarius this year. It won't fully be in Aquarius until 2025. However, it's got a pinky toe this year. Next year, it's going to have its foot or maybe both feet. And then 2025, it's just going to go ahead and dive on in. And then we will officially be in Pluto and Aquarius until I think it's 2043, I think. I can't quite remember if that's accurate. Can't remember all the dates, y'all. So this is huge, right? Pluto is about transformation. It's death. It's resurrection. You know, it's all the lightweight stuff. (laughs) Um, it asks us to die to old ways and to be reborn into the new way. So when it was in Capricorn, it was asking us to really look at systems and structures and systems of power and leadership that are decaying, that are old, and to start to birth new systems. Now, it won't really be until the Pluto and Capricorn generation is in their adult phase of life that we really start to see 
the changing of those systems. But Pluto was was churning and burning and bringing it all up to the surface for us to look at it. So now we're going to be moving into Pluto and Aquarius, and we'll have just a few months of this where, you know, it's about innovation. It's about revolutions. It's about technology. It's about the humanitarian causes. Like, it's really cool. Um, I can't wait to see what this brings. And also, you know, we're going to have to wait until that Pluto and Aquarius generation actually comes of age and really blasts it off for us. But we'll definitely sense a shift and start to see the old ways of doing revolution, of doing community, humanitarian things. We'll start to see the old ways come up for um, death and destruction, I guess, <laughs> for letting go and dismantling. And we'll start to see the new ways starting to pop up. Okay, my friends, uh, that was a lot more than I expected to talk about about that. <clears throat> Let's talk about this new moon. Oh, wait, I know why it's cool to talk about Pluto and Aquarius, because the first new moon of the year is a new moon in Aquarius at one degree. And so we are starting off the year with an Aquarian bang. We are hyping up these energies within ourselves. And it's a beautiful new moon. New moons are for planting seeds. It's new beginnings, new chapters. It's, it's saying yes to things. Now, whenever you say yes to something, you also have to say no to something. So, you know, that's involved in the process too. And this is the time to get really clear on your yes. Before I talk about the details of that, the practicals, the logistics of this new moon is it's happening this Saturday, the 21st of January at 3.53 p.m. Eastern time. So that's 12.53 Pacific time and then adjust accordingly to wherever you are. So this new moon is at one degree. It's about I love. That's the degree of I love. Some cool things happening with this new moon is it's in a beautiful sextile to Jupiter in Aries at four degrees. We have Venus and Saturn coming together. Venus is at 23 degrees Aquarius. Saturn is at 24 degrees. So that's like a little fun makeout session about to happen there. Uh, and then we have Mercury in a trine. Oh, no, sorry, that's an inconjunct. Had uh, an inconjunct to Mars. Oh, my God. This is, if you follow Michael Lennox, this is one of his favorite angles. It's the great eliminator angle. And what's so cool about this is Mercury and Mars were, you know, the, the, the huge retrogrades that we just came out of. I mean, Mars went direct on like the 12th or the 13th. It has yet to move forward because it's taking a while to get up to speed again. So it's at eight degrees. And then Mercury, having just turned direct, is at eight degrees. I mean, that's kind of wild, isn't it? Eight degrees... Um, in Christopher Witecki's step system, just to bring on board all these beautiful astrologers, um, is the I decide. So let me start to break down how I'm seeing this formula. So the Newman and Aquarius, Aquarius again, I mean, I always think of Nikola Tesla, even though he's a Pisces, but just like this 
massive inventor invention energy, like really tuning into our visions of the future, our visions of where we truly belong, and being willing to break out of the box, to break free, to be perhaps freaky, weird, um, not what your mother wanted you to be, not what your community um, is hyping up as how you should be, you know, break out of these norms and these boxes and really embrace something new. And that something new is going to be a part of the new world order. So even though there's a beautiful individualism about it, it is actually related to the whole to our global community, to the, you know, the whole tapestry of us souls here in human bodies and beyond. It's connected to the whole because as I really embrace my authentic self, as I'm willing to let my freak flag fly in whatever way uh, Julie does that, I give permission for other people to do the same. And we all need more of those permission slips. And so this being at the one degree, the I love right? We get to really tune in and say, what am I going to embrace about myself? What what am I daring myself to love about me that might be weird or wacky or maybe I've been judged about it before in the past. Maybe I have desires that feel kind of edgy to me. Maybe I have dreams that feel like, who am I to dream this? Maybe I have new formulas and codes that I'm just so shy to share because it's so out there. Or maybe it's just about being a different way with your children or your partner or your beloved friends that feels next level, as long as it's connected to love. And we're going to be able to catch these visions, right? And this prayer trip is going to be, we're going to do some fun, you know, like, like <laughs> I wish I could put emojis here. It's the emoji blast sign, you know, and then lightning bolts and then maybe a crystal ball. That's, that's what we're going to be doing for this prayer trip today. So combined with that, though, since we have Venus conjuncting Saturn, so Venus is love and creativity, but Saturn says, make it real, like commit to it, show up for it, get get serious about it. So whatever we're envisioning, we're encouraged to actually give it roots and to not be airy-fairy about it. I mean, when you're talking about loving your authentic self and letting it out to play, I mean... That has weight. That has merit to it. That is not just an airy-fairy thing. And that Venus conjuncting Saturn, to me, in Aquarius, that's that's what that recipe is. Like, your love and creativity, give it roots. Plant it deep in the earth. Make it real. Commit to making it happen. And then the Mercury in that in conjunct to Mars. Ooh. It's basically, to, to me, that's saying, hey, don't get ahead of yourself. And it, and it kind of goes, uh, it, it's a good companion to that Venus conjunct Saturn. It's saying, really think this through. Like, you don't have to just burst out onto the scene tomorrow. Like, this is real. Your authentic expression deserves a little bit of thought and skillful action. That's what I'm going to say. Skillful action. 
that in conjunct will kind of bring to the surface any way that you're not in skillful action. You know, as as I almost said, Reverend Michael. I mean, we kind of can call him Reverend Michael, right? As Michael Lennox says, it's that great eliminator angle. So it's going to, it's an agitating angle. It's going to bring up the gunk in the trunk so that we can release it and eliminate it because we don't want it anyways. All those ways that we would take unskillful action, whether it was, oh, I have to do this right now because society tells me and I have to, and I have to do all the marketing and I have to make it pizzazzy with jazz hands, right? No, you don't. You don't. Or in another way, you know, perhaps where we stay stuck in our not enoughness and we we think, oh, I need another degree or I need a, a license or a certificate and or who am I? No, you know, this is going to bring that junk out of the trunk. So let it fly, y'all. Let it fly. Say bye-bye. Thank you very much. Love you. Thank you for serving me. We say goodbye. That's right, Aquarian. Thank you. <laughs> Aquarian, I always think of uh, eagles for Aquarius energy, you know, sitting up high on the mountaintop or, you know, these really tall trees and um, looking over everything else. There is an air of detachment to Aquarius, which, y'all, I'm a Leo. Like, I love being in in the energy of Aquarius. I take everything too personally, way too personally. The Aquarian energy is a breath of fresh air. Yes, help me be higher up in the tree. And to detach from the ways of the world and to see things through an impersonal lens. Okay, hope this all made sense. Hope you're excited about what we're going to dive into here. If you've never joined a prayer trip, just know it's equal parts affirmative prayer and guided journey. Sometimes it's really mellow and peaceful. Sometimes it's really like hyped up and excited. (laughs) Sometimes I get very cheerleady. Sometimes I get very like sister in your ear whispering exactly what you need to hear. Or maybe it's both. Maybe it's all the things. Let's see what comes through in this Aquarian prayer trip. I always encourage you to have Kleenexes nearby as well as a journal and a pen in case you want to take some notes for yourself in case you get some ahas. I mean, with this energy, the ahas are all around us. All right. Closing your eyes, turning within, and and make sure you're not driving and listening to this, okay? Wait till you're parked. A few deep breaths. Oh, it's just so good to be together again, isn't it? And just really feel that. Like, y'all know me. Most of you listening to this know me. You know. You know the kind of women that are listening to this, and maybe a few men. You might know exactly some of the women who are listening to this. You know, Jamie, Kelly, Chi, Catherine, Sarah, Katie. You know all these badass women. So just know that it's more than us more than just you and I. We are a collective. We're a tapestry right now. And just let yourself tune into that tapestry. And then let that expand even wider. Oh, it's not just us humans here. 
Oh, we've got ancestors, angels, guides, maybe some aliens, maybe some mare people, maybe some fae, maybe some animal spirits that have crossed over. We are surrounded. We are never alone. Oh gosh, yes, dive into that. If you knew that you were not alone in your journey here on earth, in your quest to be a better mom, to be a better partner, to write more, to produce more, to create more, to create less, to be more at peace, to transmute your anxiety, to be with harder things like loss or grief or depression to be with exciting things like expansion and fortune if you knew that you were not alone and that which most troubled you on the inside was seen and held so sweetly so lovingly and not just by the mind of God who yeah is totally right where you are The infinite intelligence, the I am presence is right where you are. You were made in the image and likeness. You're a hologram of the divine. For heaven's sakes, you are not alone. You are an extension, an emanation of it. And you're an individualized expression of it. So you weren't meant to be a cookie cutter form. God doesn't make mistakes and God doesn't make repeats. There is no one else like you. And here's the fun thing. It's kind of like a Russian doll thing, right? You're this higher self. You're this oversoul. And this is one of your individualized expressions. And there is no repeat in that whole family tree. And so no, it's not just God holding you, loving you. It's God through in and as all of life. The angelic realm, the elemental realm, the ancestral realm, the human realm, the animal realm surrounding you. And because we all go back to source, there's some thread of connection. I should say there's a thread of connection that binds us all. Your pain is known. Your pleasure is known and delighted in. Your desires are respected. There's a whole team that's excited for you to pursue those desires. Heck, they're putting that carrot in front of your nose left and right everywhere you go. There's a whole team that is holding you in your pain. Holding you. Tapping on the shoulders of your friend or or that one person that has the medicine for you that's going to that's going to shift your mindset tapping on the shoulder saying throw her out a text give him a call send that funny meme like there's a whole team or maybe they're just just getting you to lift up your chin so that you can see the hawk as it flies by your window or the cardinal that's sitting right there staring at you We are not alone. We are not alone. You are not alone. And so you are safe to be who you are. 
You are safe to follow the weirdest things that are bubbling up inside of you. The wildest visions that are circling around you. You are safe to follow that thing that scares you. That thing that captivates you. That thing that makes you feel in love. You are safe. And even if it's just being who you are and choosing to wear that funky shirt or choosing to wear wear those weird pants, you get to be who you are. You are safe to be who you are. And in fact, it's a radical act of love. It's a radical act of love as you love yourself enough to follow that impulse inside of you. You give me permission to follow my impulses. You give all those that see you and come upon you to follow their own true authentic impulses. And then we're just this amazing kaleidoscope of colors and and notes and textures and flavors. And isn't life so much more interesting, so much more beautiful? And so we honor this new moon, and we know that this is not airy-fairy pie-in-the-sky stuff. We commit to our authentic expression. We commit to loving ourselves so much, and we know that it's not selfish. In fact, the only thing that is selfish is to not love ourselves because then we're denying that whole experience that I just described. And so we know that it is the most self-full thing that we can do. It is the most humanitarian, compassionate, enlivening thing that we can do. We know that by loving ourselves, we are amplifying love for the whole. By following our desires, we're amplifying the ability for others to follow their desires. And how our Judeo-Christian wounding inside of us spins that as, as we say, oh, but aren't desires from the ego? I mean, who cares if they are? Who cares if they are? Y'all, this earth school, it is so difficult. It is so dense. You are allowed your pleasures. You are allowed your delights. You are allowed your desires. And some of you listening, that might be the whole reason you incarnated is just to know what it's like to spend a lifetime pursuing your desires. Or if you're like me, spend a lifetime battling against that and learn how to break free of it and embrace it and finally love it like a sweet, innocent child and say, you're precious too. You're precious too. And to get to that point, to that point where you're not denying yourself any ounce of the truth of who you are, then, then you have come to the Holy Land. Then you have truly recognized the divine in you. And yes, this makes me cry. And if I wasn't recording this, I'd have a little ball. (sighs) Because I feel you. And I want this so deeply for you. I've got a big divine mother in me. I'm a south node in cancer. I have mastery in divine mother. And that's what makes me cry. All of our wounded, distorted mothers... Perhaps you had a wonderful mother, all our wounded, distorted fathers. That We inherited all these messages that are just not really of love. 
But at any time you can access the truth. You can access Father, Mother, God. You can access the energy of love. You can access Yeshua. You can access Buddha. You can call upon anyone who has been a beautiful expression of love. And you can say, help me to know more of love. And you can pray this prayer for those that you love. Help this person to know more of love. They're so beautiful and amazing and they don't see it. And may I be a way shower. May I be the beneficial presence. So yeah, this, this loving ourselves, this giving ourselves authentic expression, it is real. We commit to this. It is, in a way, the only thing we're really doing here on Earth. Unpacking the fears, the lacks, the limitations, and getting to the love. I commit to that. I commit to the love of myself. I commit to loving myself so much that I I free up something within me, a vision, an expression. And I give it roots. I give it wings. I give it roots. I give it roots. I give it wings. I don't deny either part because they're both essential. And I throw my arms wide open for the dawning of the age of Aquarius. May I be a beneficial presence. May I serve what I am here to serve. You were born for this. Literally. You were made for these times. I am willing to be the inventor of my greatest expression, knowing that that's part of the healing of our planet. I'm willing to be weird if it catapults me into more freedom. I'm willing to love myself just as I am. Thank you, God. Thank you, ancestors. Thank you, angels, aliens, mare people, fey people. Thank you, thank you, thank you, higher self. Thank you, all beings of light in all dimensions, in all realms. Thank you. Blessing this year ahead of us. May it serve us in weird, wild, wonderful ways that lead us to greater freedom, greater expression, and greater togetherness. And so it is. Amen.